0: Welcome to the June 11th edition of Heads Up Missouri. I'm State Representative Tracy McCreary from Olivet. And this is State Representative Deb Labner from Kirkwood Glendale area. Well, tonight, um, it's, let's see, what time is it? It's about 6 o'clock on uh, Monday night. I can't say I ever saw this night coming. The legislature... Ended its regular session at 6 p.m. on Friday night, May 18th, and at 6:30 that night, for the first time in the state's history, the legislature called itself back into a special session. So, and that was to deal with putting together articles of impeachment for Governor Eric Greitens. So that was May 18th, and a lot has
1: surely happened since then. So, and since then, it was on May 29th. There was a judge ruling here in Jeff City, Cole County that said Eric Greitens needed to comply with a subpoena that he had received from the special committee of the House that was doing the investigation, that he had to turn over the information from his Greitens for Missouri campaign, as well as his A New Missouri, which is what we've all considered that dark money for months. Which is a C4, 501C4. And so within hours after that judge ruling that he needed to turn over that information to the Missouri House by Friday afternoon, June 1st, the governor did resign at about 4.30 that afternoon. And where he resigned on Tuesday, it wasn't effective until 5 o'clock on Friday, which is kind of interesting Mm -hmm. of its own. In that time period, I'm sure he did a lot of unfinished business, including on Thursday, Thursday. May thirty-first, he signed seventy-seven bills that had literally been handed to him the day before. At best, the day before six o'clock Wednesday night. Yeah, May thirtieth. May thirtieth was when the speaker
0: of the house kind of officially transitioned those bills over to the governor's office. So I'm quite honestly flabbergasted by that. As some of you know, I worked in Governor Bob Holden's administration back in the early two thousands and was a part of the bill review process, and we went through every bill with a fine-tooth comb, including looking for words that were maybe the wrong words were used, punctuation. You know, when you're writing new laws, punctuation matters even. You have a comma missing or a comma somewhere, and it can change the entire meaning. So I'm just shocked to think that 77 bills
1: were signed without that kind of thorough process. And where I don't have your background, I do remember my first year here, Being impressed with the same way with Governor Nixon's team and being told that they go through each bill line by line, exactly as you've just mentioned, that they quite often would call the legislators, especially those of us who had voted no on a bill, to say, why did you vote no on this bill? Or perhaps, why did you vote yes? And as you're saying, that real thorough review of a bill before the governor then decided whether he was going to sign or veto.
0: Yeah. One example of a bill that was vetoed, we had used the word insured and we meant it should have said insurer. And so, you know, that changes, obviously changes the entire meaning of the bill. So it's not uncommon for a governor to not sign a bill or to veto a bill just because of some technical errors. So it'll be interesting to see how new Governor Parson deals with this. He has said to the press that he has bills that he needs to look at and sign himself by July 14th, but he also did give a commitment that he's going to go back and do some review on the bills that were signed. So who knows? You know, we might end up doing another podcast on uh, some of the the
1: challenges with that rush kind of signing. Right. So then with that, Governor Greitens' last day was June 1st. He resigned Effective 5, and Mm -hmm. Governor Parsons was sworn in in a very small ceremony at 5.30 that day, although officially he had taken over at 5 o'clock, but he was sworn in at 5.30, and he's been governor with us now those 10 days. Well, and I think he's off to a good start. Today at 2 o'clock,
0: he invited the House Democratic Caucus to come to his office to meet. It was a short meeting, but it was very meaningful to me, Um, and having a meeting in that office is, it's just amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful room, and I wish it was open to the public more, because the the artwork and the history in there is just, it really gave me the chills, Mm -hmm. so but I thought that was a nice gesture of the governor. I'm hoping this state and the country we're going through some tough times politically, and I'm just hopeful that we can start to heal and move
1: forward. And I feel like Governor Parsons struck the right tone with that today in our meeting. I think he did both in the meeting. And then he addressed the General Assembly at 5 o'clock tonight. So all of the House and Senate uh, assembles in the House chamber. And he spoke to us there where I think he continued the theme of we are public servants. And we are here to do the work of the people. And we should not mistake that for being over here for any other reason, especially that of personal gain. And so I think that was the thrust of what he had to say today. I think his speech may have lasted about 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe. It was very nice. I had the uh, opportunity to go up and meet his wife right before all that started, and they just are very personable. You can see the humility of both of them and that the honor I think they will take and share in leading this state forward. I'm very hopeful. Me too.
0: One of the things that the governor said in his speech tonight that really struck a chord with me, quoting, Governor Parsons said,
1: We are expected, we must be careful, not to erode the public's trust in our system of government for short-term personal gain. We should expect criticism and understand that some of it is unfair, but we must always take responsible our own actions. Most of all, we must always remember that we serve the people and the state of a Missouri, not the other way around. For me,
0: if I could just pick one thing he said and really kind of meditate on that that was the one that stuck
1: with me the most. You know, I like that. I was when he spoke that today in the chamber that stayed with me as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very good statement and uh, you know, it's it's something that I hope to um, honor as yes. well. I think purpose of being here is to serve the people, right? In however we best feel we can do that. Exactly. Well, and the former governor mocked all of us last year
0: by talking about us like we were elementary school children and he called us back from our summer vacations because we didn't get our work done or you know something along those lines. And, you know, I took great offense to that because although we're only in Jefferson City from January to the middle of May, many of us do these jobs as public servants full time. And just because we're not in Jefferson City doesn't mean we're not working. So, you know, that reminds me of all the good work and the opportunities I have back home in my district. Um, Spoke to a class yesterday, you know, just all kinds of things, taking tours of nonprofits and really understanding all the, the good things going on in the district, but also seeing firsthand some of the challenges, which only makes me a better elected official when I come back here. I think so, too.
1: I, I had the opportunity to attend the Gold Award ceremony yesterday for Girl Scouts. There were 53 in the greater St. Wow. Louis area that have achieved the gold award. Is that which the highest? Is, it is the highest and it's equitable to an Eagle Scout. Wow. And so it really has the same value. Um, unfortunately, because it's Girl Scouts, it's not recognized quite as well. But I had the opportunity to go to their award uh, presentation yesterday. We have this tremendous youth in action. Keith Rawlings created this after-school situation for kids 22 or 25 years ago, and the things these kids do from school as an after-school type program Mm -hmm. just amaze you. So I'm honoring one of his students tomorrow as she's graduating and going to college. But they put backpacks together. They put a birthday party in a bag for kids who may not have... The opportunity to have parties mm-hmm. or, and just inside of a bag, they have a birthday. Oh, how clever! Party. Oh, I love that idea. They have collected food. They've done done service projects. The things that they have done in this youth in action. So tomorrow night, I get to honor one of those students, and looking forward to that. I know you're working on an interim committee. What- right.
0: Uh, yes, I'm excited. Tomorrow is my first meeting. It's a joint committee on the plant sciences division. It was an issue that came up kind of connected to the budget. So one of the challenges is the legislature has continued to cut taxes and give corporations tax breaks to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars over each year. And because of that, the departments are now starting to be very nervous about not being able to fund what they consider their basic operations. So what this joint committee will do during the interim is take a look at what the Department of Ag and this this is specific to Department of Agriculture, but what the Department needs to do and how we can go about maybe readjusting funding and looking at some other funding sources. So I'm really looking forward to that and the first meeting's tomorrow.
1: Very cool. What I've already started on and nobody's gonna be surprised at this at all as I'm digging into some fund balances. Shocking. I know very shocking. (laughs) So so the Department of Natural Resources um has a significant amount of money in their fund balances. I mean, I think to the tune of over $500 million. Jeez. And what has intrigued me since I've learned is they have four or five funds with close to $300 million in them, and they all have some variety of version of the word water revolving fund, Hmm. revolving water fund, funds (laughs) that deal with revolving water. And I'm just intrigued by Mm -hmm. those funds. Um, I certainly know that watching for our water is incredibly important. I know some of their funding is that tax, sales tax, we all approved in November of 16, Mm -hmm. the water and soil. It's the envy of the nation. Half a cent sales tax that we've renewed now, four or five times it goes for a 10-year cycle. So I do know that's some of their funding, and it's put to very good use in Missouri. But I'm still intrigued of $500 million in fund balances And I've heard, I will explore and find out more, there are still water plants in Missouri that do not deliver quality water to their residents, such that they mail them a letter on a quarterly basis that says your water doesn't meet standards. And so I'm intrigued by that. I want to see if it's true. Right. And if it's true, how many of our water plants are falling short of standards? And is there a way, with this money sitting in these funds, that something different can be done? Again, to just take care of the people in Missouri, and and it doesn't get much more basic than water.
0: Well, I don't even want to get started on this, but I need to vent. So we passed some laws this past session that directly will negatively impact the quality of water, but yet at the same time, we're collecting money to try to fix water problems. So this is one of the things of state government drives me insane. So I I wish that there was a better connection between what some in the Missouri legislature are doing to negatively impact our water and what Department of Natural Resources is trying to
1: do. And what's hard to know is all of the right pushback on the house floor. Mm -hmm. If we're not providing quality water, which I've heard but don't know... Wouldn't that have been great to be able to have that knowledge, to be able to have that as be part of our debate to right. what we did pass? exactly. And and just for people to know, I, I think we work as best as we can to know as much as we can, and there are just so many different arenas. This is a good case for why term limits are not healthy, at least not the length that we have in Missouri right now. Eight-year terms in the House and or the Senate It's just truly not enough time to dig down and truly understand the aspects that we could that would make better policy decisions for Missouri.
0: Right, that's a good point. I I often feel like I know... A lot, a, a lot about a million things, and I would rather, I would prefer to be someone who professionally is known as an expert on A and B, but but I don't have that luxury because I've got to just kind of, I'm drinking, trying to drink water from a fire hydrant. Right. So, yeah. right.
1: There's so much information that can be obtained. We looked at four fund balances last week, and it took us two hours. Wow. To just look at... And there's hundreds of those. And there's hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And to look at the data. There was one fund that all of a sudden last year is suddenly paying for real estate Hmm. well why'd they start paying for real estate last year and they hadn't before that did they expand did they grow are they renting a different space Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a a fee that came in that two years ago we got a million dollars from a fee and this year we're getting two million dollars from the fee so what caused that to happen and so there's just the more you look, the more questions that you have, mm-hmm. and it, it really is a rabbit hole that I haven't found the end to yet, and there's hundreds of rabbit holes all over this building.
0: Right. Well, thank
1: you for looking. I appreciate it, and I'm sure other taxpayers do as well. Well, and you know I'm looking for money to help with those consumers' directed services to get them back in the Oh, that I know. Night. You're not so going to you know give what, up till get that That's fixed, right. So. We're going to get
0: that done. Yes, exactly. Well, we are, we've are we wound down the special session that officially concluded tonight, but I think it's important to take a moment to reflect on and thank our staff people. We cannot do what we do without our staff. Um, we're small but mighty. And tonight we need to wish good wishes and bon voyage to Jill Klein, who is Senator Jill Shoup's chief of staff. She has been a part of this Heads Up Missouri creation podcast since its inception and had a big hand in actually you know, laying the groundwork for the concept even. So
1: And producing and making yeah. sure that it gets out so people can hear it. Right, exactly. Yes. So Jill Klein, we wish you the best. Thank you for everything. We'll miss you. Yeah. And I agree and, and chime in with best wishes for all that you do in your future.
0: And thank you to all the Missouri legislative staff, On both sides of the aisle, none of us elected officials could do what we do without you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this mini episode of Heads Up Missouri. While the 2018 legislative session has concluded, the Heads Up Missouri team will continue to produce podcasts during the interim, just like this one, to keep you informed. You can access all of our episodes on our website, headsupmissouri.com, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Subscribe to stay up to date with the new episode releases. Let us know what you thought of today's episode by tweeting at headsupmo.
1: Thanks again to binsound.com for providing the podcast music.